You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What up, though? Welcome back to Teacher Talk Podcast. We are on episode two titled Evaluate D's. And if you don't know what evaluate D's or the word D's means, you can look it up in the Urban Dictionary. I'm sure there'll be a, a nice little definition for you. <laughs> I am your host, Tori J. Anderson, the trillest English teacher in all of the lands. Today I am joined by one, two, three, four phenomenal educators. Um, I guess we can do a round robin. I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. Just maybe say a little bit about who you are. Uh, we've got some new faces. We got some familiar faces from episode one for those of you that gave us a listen. So yeah. I am Amber. I've been teaching for, this is my sixth year and I teach science. I am Portia, also my sixth year, fifth grade, all subjects. What's good, everybody? This is Jameson Smith. I teach Mathematics, 9 through 12. I am the Destiny Moore. Um, I've been teaching, I think this is year 8, um, and I currently teach ninth grade English. Thank you guys for joining us today. Um, just, you know, shameless plug moment. Follow me on Instagram at Teaching It Trill. Um, you can also find, you know, teachers, pay teachers resources, links to all the podcasts and, you know, just ways to get in contact with me at www.teachingittrill.com. Once again, that is www.teachingittrill.com. So let's get, well, they can't see me no, holding up the sign, but you know, but YouTube we, can. Ah. Yes. Hey, brand team brand. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Capture Visuals for my signage. I love it. And let's jump right into it. So once again, today's topic is called Evaluate These. We're going to be talking just about uh, evaluations, observations, walkthroughs, uh, whatever you want to call it. So our first question or prompt is one or two words that come into your mind when you find out you're being observed or doing any, an observation. And so just a little bit about today's title, Evaluate These is the first thing that comes into my mind when I find out that I'm getting a formal evaluation or an informal evaluation uh, just because I don't like it. So with that being said, <laughs> nobody really no likes it, does. right? With that being said, just take a moment and ponder or just one or two words that comes into your brain. You guys can just... Oh, joy. That's my clean version of what I really say. <laughs> oh, joy. We can insert an expletive for joy. Of your choice. Okay. Mine is let's go. Okay. Let's get okay. it cracked. All right. I mean, That's I, progressive. I, mean, I, I, welcome, I welcome the challenge in spite of whatever. You know, if I came in that day not feeling well or if I was, you know, I already had something top-notch planned, it doesn't matter. Let's this, this get it going. I mean, I, I'm up for the challenge. Yeah. I usually sigh and roll my eyes, and then I'm like, <laughs> I'm always ready. If that makes sense. It does. So, like, in my mind, you know, I, I'm a facial person, so I make all of these facial expressions. But kind of like Jameson, like, I'm always ready anyway, so whatever. Yeah, let's get it. <laughs> Mine is more unnecessary anxiety because I know <laughs> that I'm good. <laughs> but it's just the fact that somebody is there to tell me how good I am makes me unnecessarily ang anxious about it. Hmm. Uh, let me skip number four. Do you prefer unannounced or announced observations? And explain why. You Neither. like announced or <laughs> you got you got to pick one. <laughs> announced or unannounced? Do you want them to tell you they're coming, or you just want to be surprised? Me personally, I prefer to be surprised just because I don't have time to worry. Um, mm -hmm. like you said, if I'm always on, if I'm doing, you know, my thing at all times, um, it really won't matter. So, what about you guys? Tell me so I can kind of mentally prepare myself. And then, uh, yeah, my bad. Um, and then that way, you know, I can sometimes prep the kids. I'm good. Okay. Uh, sometimes prep the kids and things like that, but more so mentally for me. That's another one of my questions, prepping kids. I like unannounced. I like unannounced because it shows my kids in their, in their purest form and me in my form and that's a true evaluation if we're really supposed to be evaluating how our practices are, how our yeah. teaching structure is. And especially in science, it's more organized chaos. And especially if you have like a rigid administrator who doesn't understand the chaos, I would rather you be in the midst of it so you can see how it really goes down. 
it's funny that you say rigid administrator. Have you ever uh, experienced an observation where you just looked at the administrator and they just, they looked completely just unenthused (laughs) about what you were doing. And you knew you were on, right? Like you knew what you were doing was just magical in the classroom. And they just looked like, "Mm -hmm." no, that's not it. No, no. (laughs) The stone faced administrator is the worst because they'll come back. And then when you have your meeting, they'll be like, oh, everything was so well. But the week in between the evaluation and the meeting, a you're week? like, dude. What about three weeks? Dang, dude, no, the oh, week right. between that, you're sitting up here like, oh, man. I'm about to get fired. <laughs> there was no meeting. Like, there was no meeting. Because, look, you're saying what? sometimes, I mean, there was no I'm just letting, takes a minute. We're just being transparent right. here. There's some union contracts require, you know, a certain amount of time to be able to pass before an, uh, an, an observation and then, you know, your meeting. Sometimes... They not coming until like a month later, so by that time That's I true. forgot what the observation was on. I right. forgot what so I So you can't really check me if I don't remember what it was that we really talked about. Yeah, the stone face though. I wonder if that's just like a if that's like an, an uh, a practice that that's they all adopt. That's a passage or something like, like it got yeah. it. It got it for They don't give you feedback facially so that you can you know know that you're doing good or bad. They just want to be as like. Plaster on the wall. Yeah. They don't want to necessarily. They want to go on notice. They want to go on notice. It's done on purpose. It's a strategy. See, I I might need to adopt that when I do my visits. I don't think they're unnoticed. Like the kids are not, they're not blind. So they see this random person like in here and they're like, you know, what do you want? (laughs) I think if if, if observations were as authentic as they wanted them to be, they wouldn't even be in the room. I mean, technology is so inexpensive. Just videotape it Mm. and then just cut it on that day. Take the take. 20 minutes, a beginner, and end, or whatever, and then view it. And then you can view it together and you can talk about, I mean, it can be done so much more. That's positive and negative, though, because yeah. I've been videotaped um, mm-hmm. a plethora of times in one school year, mm-hmm. and I only saw one. Was of somebody my in the room taping you, though? Okay. No, he came and he set up the camera and he left. Okay. But he did that around f- four to five times, mm-hmm. oh. but I only saw one of my tapes. Well, see, that was so, that was his practice that failed, not the actual... Using the using technology. Because, see, you know, that's once again not following up with the, right. the observation thing. And I get it. Administrators have, have you know, they got a whole lot on their tables. But that follow-up is of paramount importance. Yeah. Like, I feel like <laughs> I need that conversation. I wouldn't mind being recorded because I, I can check myself. You know, first and foremost, or even after any value or even after an observation, I'm like, oh, I could have did this better. I could have done that better. Me seeing that video, number one, it allows me to still be who I am. It allows my kids not to be have to process having this stranger in the room because they're looking at you like, is it okay for us to be us? Like, is it okay for us to be our authentic self? Like, because, you know, it's a whole nother person in this room and that just one person changes the whole dynamic of your classroom. I was, um, when I first started student teaching, when I got student taught through MSU, and one of their requirements was that you videotaped yourself um, you while teaching. Like, but you had to do it throughout the year. And I remember, it's positive for me, like, but I remember videotaping being the time in which I realized that I came across as a little bit too urban in my speech. <laughs> and I'm an English teacher, right? And so that was I where roll. I learned to kind of play the field, right? Or or play both sides. Code switch. You know, and I got a code switch. So, you know, sometimes... We got a whole episode about yeah, code switch. for me, like, <laughs> as an English yeah. teacher, and it's goofy, but I teach academic vocabulary through code switching. So I give the kids an alternate word that we all know too. because right. that's my demographic, but when we're talking about, like, my delivery and lecturing and things of that sort, it wasn't where it needed to be. And it wasn't until, like, my mom had always said, she's like, you know, you're not from the hood, you never raised in the hood, but you kind of come off a little bit. And it wasn't until I recorded myself teaching, and I'm like, whoa, that's not the persona that I want to have. Right? And so then that See, I was raised in the hood. Like, that's... <laughs> right? I'm a Southern girl, so there was this... Me too. I so came I from the South trying to hide this mm-hmm. accent, and so me hiding this accent turned into something else. Mm-hmm. And that was not who I wow. wanted to be. Okay. So then when I watched myself on this tape, I'm like, whoa. That's not gave the you a whole another perspective right. on your yourself. So let me change the way, not necessarily my delivery, but the way in which I'm moving. So even if I teach academic vocabulary and we use it to code switch, that's fine. But the kids know that my vernacular is able to go from one to the other. So what I'm hearing is that we think there's value in allowing ourselves to be recorded. But would you prefer to uh, would you prefer to view your your video on your own? And come up with your own, you know, takeaways or have somebody else process it with you. 
I think both. both. I love the opportunity both. to look at it and be introspective and write down my own notes and then have that, that feedback session like where you had your own notes mm-hmm. and we compare notes like this is because I am my own worst critic. Yeah. I critique Always. myself more than anybody else could, you know, so I know I'm coming up with a list of things that I need to work on and my list will probably be way longer than theirs. But that's something that we know we have a commonality with. With the recording, instead of you coming in my room, all my kids getting anxious. And you saying I did something that I really didn't. Right. Because that happens. Especially when they they have to, in in my evaluations now, they have to type scripts. So they type what I'm saying. Oh, wow. And they type what the kids are saying. And it's like, I know you can't type it. How can they even pay attention? If you are so focused on paying attention to what I'm saying, how can you pay attention to any of my, my, any differentiation, any strategies I'm using? How can you pay attention to, if you're focused on what I'm saying, what I'm doing? I think, I think, well, observations i've done a few of myself not not because i've been administrator because i'm not and have not been however we've done peer observations yeah did it at harper woods and i've done it other schools as well and you can have when you go in for observation the observer is specifically observing specific things Mm -hmm. some instances they may be observing what the student's doing just straight up how many kids were on task what they were doing, Can not even paying attention to the, right, right. Not, not even paying attention to an instruction. Other times you may come in and might be specifically on what were they doing? Mm-hmm. How much, what, what, what strategies were used? Then another person may come in and say, I want to see exactly what you were doing. How were you do, as an instructor? What were you saying? How were you saying it? How were the students responding? So it all depends on what the, the objective of the observer actually yeah. is. But I think, even it's like more a classroom, so, you got to have an objective. Have an objective, but I think I think what will make us just to add a different another point to it. I think being ha- having some reservations or anxiety uh, from being observed is normal. I do as well, regardless of whether I feel like let's get it cracking or not. That's a part of it. However, I think that more it, when you are observed more often than not, be it peer observations or whatever the case may be, you become more comfortable with, with people watching. Mm-hmm. You. Mm-hmm. And then once that occurs, it won't it, you you the anxiety will be lessened, like, so mm-hmm. to speak. That's that's all. I'm it's saying. to the point at, at my former district, and I, I would have, I would welcome it, like bring yeah. them in, you know, yeah. somebody would well, come come right. see the show because yeah. it's to the point getting comfortable with it and getting comfortable with people watching you and allowing your students to get comfortable. But it's also I welcome that that constructive criticism and that feedback because for me I'm always growing. Like I always I want to be better than who I was as a, as a teacher, you know, the year before. And so I know in order to do that, I might need another set of eyes to see something that I don't see. I'm very sarcastic, mm-hmm. and that you know that trans that transcends into my instruction. And it took somebody saying like, well, you know, adolescents don't process sarcasm into a certain age, so for them it might come across mm-hmm. as you being an asshole. Sorry, that's going to be my one and only ding for this episode. Uh, but, you know, I had to think about that. And so now I'm more conscious of my sarcasm. No, yeah, I'm still sarcastic, just putting that out there. But I'm more conscious of it now. So anybody else want to share? What was the question? Unannounced or announced? Everybody, we're good. Um, let's go into the, do you prep your kids before an observation? Should teachers prep students beforehand or allow things to occur naturally? So take some time and ponder on that. Because I think we all, I want to say we all prep kids, but it might not be prep prep. Sometimes, it might be like the equivalent of like, you know, when you go in a store, like which I'm like when you were younger, don't look at nothing, don't, don't touch nothing. I'm not buying this you, you with the mm-hmm. tight lips. You know what I'm saying? So it might be that conversation you have, like, don't embarrass me in front of these people. Like, so. I mean, for me, there's been times where I was like, all right. You know, we're going to have guests in here from time to time and kind of leave it at that. So, you know, just kind of watch what you do and things like that. And then they're kind of mindful, you know, both on the fourth grade and the second grade that I've had. Now, there were somewhere had the problem because of behavior issues. (laughs) And we had to find an alternative location because they were about to mess my observation up because they want to act a fool. Yeah, because you got some kids that just don't care. And they don't. And they'll principal in there or not, they'll still show their behinds. What was the craziest thing a kid did? And this is probably, I think, no, I'll save this. I'll save this one. (laughs) To prep or not to prep? And should teachers prep or not? I think it depends um, on what it is. So, like, I don't prep my kids if it's 
my building principle. Um, you gonna get this show, like whatever it is. <laughs> um, and they know the dynamics. Yeah, there. and they I should. and I teach freshmen, and so freshmen to me are like kindergartners. So Absolutely. they still running around the room, touching each other. Man. And so <laughs> if it wasn't, <laughs> and they smell so bad. If it wasn't for <laughs> my, you know, my kind of classroom environment, that would be a serious issue. But so. And I got, like, some serious systems in play to kind of keep them at bay. But, like, if it's somebody outside of the district that's coming in, be it from somewhere else, I will let the kids know. Um, I have literally been teaching and not even paid attention or noticed that an administrator walked in and then looked up and then there they were. And I was like, ooh. But I was, you know, engaged in doing something with a kid. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even... Okay, whatever. And then at that point, I can't prep nobody because I wasn't ready. And I had that happen during my student teaching. I'm student taught with second grade. I'm doing my lesson, and I look up, and it's the principal and the district superintendent. (laughs) (laughs) They're just standing there because he's just doing a random walkthrough of the building and things like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I kept going. So when I talked to her like a day or two later, she's like, oh, yeah, he said he saw some things that he loved that you were doing. I'm like, oh, okay. It wasn't that bad. (laughs) I think most of my interactions, especially when you have like a curriculum director or like the superintendent and stuff, it's always unannounced for me in this new position it is. So I let my kids know that I'm the lead teacher and I let them know like how you act around me is how you should behave regularly. So I was like, you may, I tell you this on all my field trips, you might not have, you know, the best home training, but you're going to have Miller training. Classroom. So you know how it's going to be when we're in this setting. You know how it's going to be when we go outside this setting. It's always the same. So, I mean, when I have people, I look up and there'll be people in my room and we just keep it, keep it going. We keep doing this and they look at, and then they'll leave and they'll be like, Miss Miller, who's that? I was like, baby, I don't know. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> you know, but you did great. But thanks you know? for being like, on point. Thanks for thanks for being engaged. It was like, yeah, we saw we saw somebody walk in the room, so we was just like, all right, y'all. Am I the only <laughs> one who feels that like people outside of the district, like they should announce who they are when they come in? Like, don't just bring a random stranger. Like, I know my, <laughs> I know my superintendent. I know you know the people that work at the administrative level. But if you bring in a random outsider, like, oh, this person is from this. And of course, they're gonna want to know when they see this person is an NWA. Who are you, sir? And what are you like? I need to know who you are. Like, I always feel like it's a stranger in my house. Like, (laughs) I tell the kids, like, (laughs) (laughs) didn't you knock? You knock at home. I need you to knock and announce yourself when you come in my room. So I always feel that way. Like, why are you? They treat me like the TV shows, you know, when they just walk in and no, 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 (laughs) no. Not so with me. I have one loud. <laughs> I have one loud kid in each of my classes. Just one that one. Does, that's your lookout. No, good. just just the one that um, if a person comes in as unannounced, that's she's the person that be like, "Hey, oh, okay. <laughs> oh thank you. Like, oh, oh, we need good we looking need out. Her. Thank yeah. you for letting me know." She was like, "Hey, I'm whoever, whoever. Who who is you? She have a little cr- she's a class greeter. greeter. She's the greeter. Okay, that's that's her role. That she's needs like, to be a common practice. Like, I was just looking out. And that's what we had in my previous edition was we were supposed to have a classroom greeter and. Sometimes they're on I'm target. Sometimes, that. oh yeah, somebody's there. Oh yeah, hey, by the way, hey, whoa. Too. So, <laughs> I need a class um, greeter. Y'all not shout out up on me. One on. of my coworkers, Miss um, <laughs> Doty. Miss Doty teaches Spanish, and if uh, any adult walks, she has a greeter, and they introduce the whole lesson, like they do Spanish greetings. Yes. I walk upstairs. Well, y'all gotta and do that, that. and that's oh, how they did yes. my first day. And I was like, oh my god, like hey, welcome. This my name is also a whole like Spanish objectives and everything. Yeah. Like, and she knew what to do, and then it was a backup greeter. If the first greeter messed up, I was like, whoa. Is that another form of prepping kids for evaluations and walkthrough stuff? Well, she uses it to evaluate their speech speech in Spanish. Okay. So she does if it. If she can do it, then. Yeah, so she she can, you know, she hears it. So they have to speak in Spanish. So it has a dual purpose. Yeah, and then the I like it. other kids, like if the kid struggles, the other kids will yell out the words in Spanish that they're supposed to say. <laughs> and she uses it as like a check for understanding as she walks around, which is really cool. That is dope. That's sweet. So how do you guys feel about when people are coming in evaluating? And I'm a probably... And a little, little risque here. <laughs> when they come in and they ask students specific questions. Depends on what student Depends they ask. Depends on the student. <laughs> Don't ask I the try, I think this year I'm really focusing on, like, um, making sure that not only my 
my learning target has like the elevated speech that I want them to know, like the academic speech, but it also they can understand it. So when a person comes in and they ask that one kid that just picked his nose and is looking into outer space, what is the teacher talking about today? Or the one who's never here. Or the one who just showed up and has been gone for two weeks. They can still say, oh, they can look up on the board and say, oh, today we are creating diagrams about this and this and this. I was like, good job, baby. I ask my kids that if I see that you're not paying attention, that's my one-on-one formative assessment. As as we're doing things in groups, I'm coming up and I'm asking you, so what are we supposed to be doing? Right, because when when so-and-so asked, you didn't know what was going on. No, you was like, well, I just got done picking my nose, so I don't know. Oh, I'm just I'm you know why I'm here. I'm here because my mama don't want me to be at home. All right, Marshawn Lynch. So <laughs> you know why I'm here. I have, a, I'm here. I have a quick question too for you two. How would you feel if your evaluations were based on your students' responses to questions? <sighs> Who's hiring? <laughs> so if a student answered a question incorrectly and they didn't have this knowledge, right? You were marked down because they didn't know the answer to the question. So now goes the thing of, is it because they I'm didn't understand something I said? Or if mm-hmm. it's because they're making that choice not to pay attention? Because at the end of the day, I can't force someone to pay attention. So I need to know if it's in my delivery. Am I dropping the ball or are they dropping the ball? I feel like that that goes along the lines of que- of testing. We get evaluated based on our kids' test scores, mm-hmm. whether or not they're capable of taking a test and like and some and of the they might even be in the anxious curriculum. they might be this and it might not even be things that we're teaching but they're expected to achieve at a certain level and we still get evaluated on that okay so i feel like it's equally as unfair just wanted to throw that out <laughs> <laughs> it was a situation it was an incident um where a student did not know uh, a specific strategy that was being used, and they were asked the question about the strategy, and they couldn't, you know, and think the about a time. Part of the objective. The strategy is just supposed to be a part of overall instruction, and the student was not able to think about a time where they used the strategy, but they used the strategy, and you were marked down because that student couldn't think of a they time. They couldn't recall. They couldn't think of it. Like I don't. Oh, I don't remember. But of course, we're expecting students to know pedagogy and strategies and things like I remember that. Remember everything. Yeah. yeah. So it was just a, just a question. Um. Let me see. Uh, we've got a couple questions. What's the most interesting, you can take interesting how you want, <laughs> feedback you received from an observation slash evaluation? Let's do a round wrap. I want every, I want to hear it from everybody. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go last because mine's is pretty. We can start over there. Mine's was. <laughs> <laughs> so mine, right, you saw, I, I need to hear other responses over here last time. Right. Mine is dangerous. So I don't know if I want to say it. Don't drop names. Don't drop school names. I'm not. But I'll say this. I was... Because I don't have no money. I can't be sued. Called <laughs> um, ghetto. <laughs> Dur- or after an evaluation. Mm, but was it wasn't the- to me. It was told to someone else and it got back to so me. So it would have been just taken by an saying. administrator? It's even worse. Mm-hmm. What? So mm-hmm. you couldn't technically go to your union because it would be hearsay. Yeah. They said it directly mm-hmm. to you. Yep. And so I am an extremely critical being. Like you said, you are about yourself. I'm extremely critical, but I'm also extremely sensitive. And so because I am extremely sensitive, like I have to I have to digest that stuff and I can't address it right then. Like I gotta take it, I gotta go home, I gotta think about it, I gotta plan my call. Yeah, like I have to call my mama. I gotta talk to my husband, like I gotta run this by my friends. Before I develop a response, you got to respond and not react. Yeah, mm-hmm. but now nice person told me that. when I responded, I ate. Mm. I ate. And I got an apology that I deserved. I ate. Yeah, and I walked out of that room with my chest stuck so far it didn't make no sense. But that was the last time that happened, mm. um, and it changed our dynamics. Um, I think, especially as a black woman. In education, if you are over the top like I am or like Tori is, you get branded as something. People mm. don't see your instruction. Amen. They see your appearance. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so then that appearance or your brands. You know, your, or your delivery. <laughs> right. Or your that delivery. appearance brands what people assume of you. And so I remember in part of my conversation, like, don't let these tattoos fool you. Don't don't let my appearance or my lackadaisical behavior with the kids and me being colloquial and me being cool with the kids make you assume that I can't do my job. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, I, I can. And I was like, I can teach anybody else in this building other than her under the table. Like that was, she was my, my, Tori was like my counterpart. That was the only person in the building where I felt like, yeah, she going to give me a run for my money. But everybody else, I got this. But that was one of those conversations where, like, that hurt me. Yeah. Yes. It wasn't about it wasn't me as a teacher. On you yeah, as a teacher. like, it, was it wasn't personally. an attack on me as a teacher. It was an attack on me as an individual. And if you don't evaluate gross. me, evaluate my, my practices, evaluate my strategies. Yeah. Right. Don't, don't, don't criticize me. me as a person. Yeah. And it, I, that one, it was hard to swallow. And that, that thankfully has not happened again. And I'm wiser. I'm older. You know, time has gone on since, you know, not a nice amount of time since then. But yeah. that one was hard to be attacked as a person. And to step away from that and not react, because I've had to That's learn how not right. to react. Yeah, yeah. That's growth. That's yes. man. That is super yeah. growth. Woo, child, let me tell you. I've become more responsive and less reactive. Thank God. You need a praise I'm going to put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to go I, in my memory. I've not, I've not had an interesting... I, to be quite honest, let me give you a back story. I mean, I, this is my 17th year of teaching. I probably... Not pri- one? Prior, interesting? Prior to my, to my 10th year, I, I probably only was, was observed once or twice. What? The first nine years of teaching. DPS wasn't very... Um, uh, that wasn't a ritual practice. No shade, DPS. At that time, at that time. this was a long time ago. But anyway, um, I'm, just, I'm just speaking facts. It's not, this is not right. Know. But anyway, um, however, um, as 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 the years progressed, I began to be observed at one point in time, almost twice a week. Um, but <sighs> the um, I've not had an interesting moment. I've not had like super negative or anybody talk crazy to me maybe because i'm a big black guy the people i don't know I, i'm not it's, it, it, they've been critical but but always respectful so yeah. i've not had any crazy moments however i will share this though i i have and that's a whole other issue in itself because i was mm-hmm. you know I, I was uh a teacher lead for math in several different places um i had relationships with other teachers who were observed and did have some crazy moments with some administrators so much so at one point I, and I, I felt really bad I mean I, I was upset about it because she was crying um, from the interaction that she had from the administrator literally it, she was in the meeting with the administrator following the observation and crying about it I wow boo hooing like for real and I, and I thought what can this person have said and why would it have said this to this person to make this person feel so emotionally moved to cry and and she told me. I remember her saying she made me feel less than a person, and I, and I thought that was sickening. Yeah, and that um, should never happen. And it should never have happened. Um, so I have heard of people experiencing things that move them into places emotionally that they shouldn't have to be. And I think after that she didn't come to work for a couple of days. But um, I would have either. Um, um, Mental health. So day. I've heard it happen to other people, but not necessarily to me, and it's not acceptable. Not at all, because especially if we don't, when we're giving feedback, let's say I'm reading an essay, right? And the essay is trash. I know it's trash. I'm not going to write on the paper. This essay is trash. <laughs> right. That's not constructive. You got to give them one That's not constructive. Yeah, that's not constructive. We need to glow and Yeah. Give me the compliment. <laughs> the sandwich method, the compliment please. sandwich. Right. Can yeah. I get the sandwich? Can I get Sandwich me, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> please sandwich me. Sandwich me. <laughs> Going into the observation, like I, I prefer a sandwich, please. Like ham turkey, extra thick sandwich. Extra thick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because <laughs> y'all know I play way too much. Let me stop playing. I'm hungry now. <laughs> um, for me, now we want tubbies. It's down the street. Anyway, <laughs> I saw it on the way in. We going like, ma'am. Uh, maybe yes. we can sponsor the next episode. <laughs> right, but um, for me, when I was student teaching, my first observation and didn't go as planned. I worked the night before. I didn't have all my stuff quite together as I should. First of all, you was working while you was doing student teaching. I'm gonna get to that. Yeah, that's crazy. Ooh, child. I'm gonna get to it. Okay, because it actually it ties into it. So. I had my debrief with my um my field supervisor. You know, she told me I hit the I missed the mark, which I already knew that. And I tell her, you know, explain to her I worked the night before XYZ. She hits me with that, well, can't you call your rich uncle? 
<laughs> Sorry, that was funny. Sarcasm. But that's what she said. But I told her, she's like, maybe you need to call your rich uncle and quit and X, Y, and Z so you can do this. I'm like, listen. Wow. Susan. <laughs> <laughs> listen, Karen. Right. <laughs> that was her name, see? Oh, wow. I be knowing. Amanda Seals, I be knowing. So I'm like, listen, if I don't work, my car note doesn't get paid, my car note doesn't get paid, I can't be here. Yeah. That's not an option. You know, unfortunately, I was the only little color girl in the cohort out of. There's about nine or twelve of us. You said colored. My grandmother. Look, look. I'm saying, is this 1964? Just kidding. Did we transfer? Negros. We are all black. Black B. And I'm black. I'm black girl in the whole cohort without Ann Arbor. And oh, that's why you got to say color. Exactly. And so, you know, I didn't have that luxury of mom moving in with me (laughs) to cut down on my bills and put my nanny and job, my parents' partner. I didn't have that luxury. Right. You know, I'm paying my car note. I'm paying my insurance. I'm living with grandma still paying out of pocket for tuition. Steep. Ooh, child. Right. (laughs) It's a lot of factors that go in. It is. That's what I'm like, working during student teaching. And that's what I had to do. Yeah. That's where the majority, disclaimer, that's where the majority of my student loan debt came in at, student mm-hmm. teaching, because that's when I started to just being transparent to overborrow because I needed money that for rent. Yes. I need a car. I needed, I needed, yeah. I could you not to afford make you can't to afford not, not work for three for months. Well, three some months? schools are some a year. Was a year. Mine I was, was lucky I was it was three year. months. I was a year. Mine was three months and I had a baby. Mm. And childcare is cheap. It's like two hundred dollars a week. I got, a two, week. Papers. I got two toddlers, and that's cheap. So I understand, dude. That's cheap. So, um, for me, I think one of my one of my most interesting observations was an administrator who taught my subject matter previously, <laughs> but he didn't teach it in the way that I taught it. So mm-hmm. he was a type of science instructor where it was very sterile in his environment. Sit and get. He spoke like the clear eyes man. I do. Oh, so Lord. I'm all interacting with my kids. We do technology. <laughs> we have like round table <laughs> discussions and centers. He didn't do any of that. The only like reprieve that the students had get. were labs. experiments and labs. <laughs> and he was like, you're not doing enough labs. I did labs maybe like twice a month because my you resources were what they were. And I had a baby. Okay, so, <laughs> so I'm like, if you're not paying for this, I can't do this. We Wait, are first doing, and foremost, if you're not paying for the resources for the labs, you cannot expect me to do the labs. So anyway, so he um, had a little bit episode. of um, negative evaluation to say because of the organized, chaotic structure of my room. He said, um, science can be fun, but I feel like they're not getting the instruction that they need in the environment that you provide them. And he gave me like a laundry list of like structured things that I do. And I took, I took that to heart and I did need them to see my face. (laughs) (laughs) And I did employ some of those strategies, but my kids were like, why we ain't. Like, where's our real talk Fridays? Where's our science question of the day? Where's this? And I was like, I feel like my kids learned more Mm -hmm. in the environment that I put them in. I was like, when you taught, it was sit and get. But now it's not. Our kids want to know why. What does this have to do with our life? They want to be able to see the science outside, on their hands, on the structures, everywhere. They want to know that it's relatable to them. So I'm trying to make it relatable. And as a consequence, I got my first low evaluation and I'm an overachiever. I've never got below a 3.5 on anything in my life. And I think I got a 2.8 on my eval and I felt like somebody hit me (laughs) with a Brinks truck. (laughs) My logic is serious. I felt like somebody hit me with a Brinks truck. I looked at I looked at that. Apparently whoever was doing your evaluation, he had never seen the Magic School Bus because everybody knows Magic School Bus is life. Frizz was organized chaos. This lady set these kids and they discovered she she was in volcanic bodies. Dude, and my kids room. were like, yes. and I've, I've shown this to my seventh graders. They love the magic. It's, it's amazing the, expo- the lack the of exposure they've had. The original. We don't do the reboot. It wasn't too so bad. The reboot wasn't bad, but, you know, we don't do the reboot. So 
they're like, why didn't Miss Frizzle just tell them? That's how it happened. I said, because you, learning is discovery. But you know, when she you was there it, the whole time, though, right? When you see it yeah. firsthand. Yeah, she was there the whole time. But she always. As, as everything pulled together, he was like, great deduction, baby. And then they were like, you sound like Miss Frizzle. I was like, that's what it's supposed to be. being a black Miss Frizzle. It's not supposed to be <laughs> sitting big. I think you should brand that. It gets boring Frizzle. after, I mean, because it gets boring after a while. It does. I think that when people, I had an instructional specialist who was like that. Um, I didn't teach the way she taught. Yes, as you and, should necessarily. You gotta find and she file. hated. She was like one of those teachers that she sat at her desk, and I sit on desks. And I walk around the room, or I stand up on desk, or I fall out on the floor when I'm just being extra dramatic. Because I'm just extra like that. And sometimes mm-hmm. when kids ask a kid a question, they don't know the answer. I'm gonna act like I'm dying because y'all don't know the answer, so I'm gonna fall out because it's. I you think it's, on me because I think I did that like last week. I think it's appropriate, <laughs> and I don't care if you don't think it's appropriate. I think it's funny, so I'm gonna do it. Um, but I don't think that people should try to make force you to be many them, like many me's. Like, no, that's not. You got to find your own teacher style. Diversity. We we encourage diversity. Or we talk about diversity. We promote diversity so much in our students, but we don't celebrate that within our teachers. That every teacher has a different teaching style, that, and, that, and that's beauty. That's the beauty of education. That's the beauty of being an instructor. That's I the difficulty so. in scaling it, considering that education is adopted the business model. And so, how can mm. you? And this is not my perspective. I'm yeah. just saying the perspective of business, of, of of administration, so to speak. They want to be able to to quantify. Can One I? Rubric. Right. How can I? Say that students are getting the the right amount of instruction to produce the right amount of result. Because and h- how can I measure that if you doing your thing, you doing your mm-hmm. thing? You do, I mean, you know what I'm saying. It, it, even though I know that that's probably has d- been demonstrated to be the best way to get students to learn to a certain extent. Um, it's difficult to quantify. It's, it's the not best impossible. way to get majority of students to learn. What I'm about saying. if we're teaching? Uh, a population that's mostly those minority students. Like this is how ninety percent of the stu- students learn. But we're teaching a classroom full of the ten percent. You know, like there's no way that you can quantify authentic like science instruction. I feel like, especially if you have like kids who learn at so many different levels. So yeah. you have to get up and jump around. You got to do this. And then you have to have some writing. Then you have to have some reading. Then you have to have some dialogue because you have all of those learners in your room. There's no one rubric that can in. There's right. In my you don't need to be in my room for a week or, or a lesson so you can more see than the 30 rise minutes. and the fall. They need to see you for a unit. Yeah, <laughs> you need to see me for a unit. More you than can see the ebb and the flow. 30 minutes, you're trying to... Give me a whole score that's going to follow right. me for life based on 30 minutes. And you missing this, this, and this, and this in that 30 minutes. And I said, well, you know, if you would have stayed an hour, oh, that, that really, yeah. really makes me. <laughs> like, because when they leave before you get, like, to the meat and potatoes like of the lesson, like, we be oh, like, no, don't enough, leave. Like, <laughs> the magic hasn't even started. Like, you thought this was magical. All right. My, uh, my interesting. There's been so many. Um, <laughs> I, I remember I had an unannounced and. I had called security. I had to go to the bathroom. And I called security. Hey, can somebody come to my room? It's the beginning of class. So finally, I just decided I'm going to go to the bathroom. Bell work was on the board. Kids, you know, knew to come in, Mm. grab their journals, got to work. Mm. I went to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I came in and the assistant superintendent was sitting in the classroom. Mm-hmm. I had left the room unattended for mm-hmm. about five minutes, which, you know, it's kind of a, a big deal. Yeah. However, comma, legally, uh, legally, legally, it's a big deal. However, the feedback I got from him, he said, um, you know, your kids came in. They knew what to do. They were working. So that can mean one to, of two things. He said either. You you do this often and you leave them alone often, <laughs> and they're just so they're just so used to it. They're just so used to you abandoning that they just know <laughs> in the first five minutes that they just come in right. and do the right thing on their own. Right? They just come in. Eleventh graders come in and do the right thing on their own and follow your procedures, <laughs> or you have really strong classroom management. I said, well. We have a lot of evidence that the sec, the latter is, That's you the know, ladder, but the latter is, is true because you brought, and I even said like, you brought people into my classroom to observe my classroom management and my transitions and my procedures. So let's just assume that I have strong classroom management and I knew that me going to the bathroom and then I got graphic and told them why I needed to use a bathroom. And then I sent some, you know, resources <laughs> and some emails that, you know, further, cause like I said, I was. I, I needed to drive the message in, like, hey, I needed to go to the bathroom. Um, so needless to say, there was no 
There was no anything else after that. But that was very interesting to me because, you know, he attempted to say, well, what I observed was, no, you observed them. On task. On task. On task, on task. On task, on Without an instructional, without the instructor in the classroom, like. You observe student-centered learning. <laughs> you observe student-centered learning. Where they do that at? So, for me, that was like one of those. Evaluate these yeah. moments. <laughs> <laughs> and after I sent the articles and had my union rep, you know, there was not much administratively that they could do, even though legally you're not supposed to leave your kids unattended. But Whoops. I got to go to the bathroom, you know, because teachers were human. Um, What is it, 717? I would like to take a break, but we can't take a break right now. What... All right. Have you ever visited a peer's classroom and been expected to provide feedback? What happened? Yes. Um, we have done it, do it. Um, I actually like peer visits. I love peer visits. Um, Me too. I think it's I cool. learned so much. Yeah, I learned a lot. Like, I remember coming to see you one time and you happened to be in the uh, middle of the book. About the Muslim girl. What? I can't think of A thousand splendid sons. A thousand splendid sons. You happen to be in the middle of it. And I'm sitting in my seat bouncing because I am the one Muslim representation of a woman that our kids know. Um, but I don't look like it at work. And I remember like sitting there and we had a chance to talk about how I could have came in and modeled and it didn't work out. But just being able to be there and listen to, you know, you listen to the kids. I thought it was really cool. And then to... And the kids did come and ask me, right? So they came on their own to ask about the differences between her her, her as a Muslim woman in that country mm-hmm. and me as a Muslim woman in this country. How do things run? How is my life outside of school? Because my life in school seems to them to be very normal like theirs. Um, and I, I absolutely love it. And I think, too, especially if you go see somebody that teaches, like, the same subject as you and you guys are – following the same curriculum, it's cool to see the difference in delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Jameson was speaking of that. Like, I am much, very much of a whole child type of educator. So we're going to pray together. We're going to cry together. I'm going to get on you when you're doing wrong. Like, I'm going to treat you like I would treat one of my children. Absolutely. But you're going to learn this stuff, too. You're going to mm-hmm. learn you're today. You're going to do this, too. You're going to get this curriculum. Right? Right. But I'm going to, my goal is to open their eyes to something else. And so it's interesting to see how my counterpart, who maybe teaches the same subject, teaches the same lesson, maybe, but it comes off in com- two completely different ways. Not even negative, but, like, really positive, just a completely different way of doing what I would do. Do you guys feel, if you see something that, you uh, practice or just something that you disagree with? Do you feel comfortable sharing that kind of feedback with your your peers? I feel like it depends on the relationship that you have with your peers. Like I've gleaned a lot of different strategies from people over the years. And then I'll go into a room and I'll see, hmm, for lack of a better explanation, like why my kids don't like this class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> She's a different dog. Like, I can't stand. She always doing to me. Like, let me just go in here and just observe. And then you see it and you're just like, oh. I get it. Oh. You feel but bad. if I have a positive relationship with that person or I'm developing a positive relationship with that person, I'm going it's going to come up later. Like, hey, let's try this strategy. Let's try that. Not being critical because I'm still passive on the inside, but um, just trying to give them other alternatives to be successful. But if I don't have a positive relationship with them. I don't know what I would do. I might just sit on that. Like, that's why they don't like you. I'm like, that's why they don't like you. Like, why you treat them like that? Don't do that. All right. And with that, uh, I think we are going to go on a brief break. We'll be back in a moment. All right, and we are back. I am sorry. It was a little, a little pause for a moment. Uh, we're back. <laughs> Episode two of Teacher Talk Podcast, Evaluate These. We are talking about teacher evaluations, observations, walkthroughs, uh, et cetera. Uh, I guess we're going to jump right on in. Are you more receptive or do you find you're more receptive to feedback from an administrator that you have 
a positive rapport with or does it matter? Does the relationship between you and the administrator matter when they're giving you feedback? Of course it matters. Yeah. I say no. It it matters. It matters because we're people. And we they they will regardless of whether they'll say they'll be as objective as possible. If you have a close relationship, be it personal yeah. or business, collegial, however you want to term it, you will be viewed more favorably. Mm. The the critical responses will be softer. Um, the positives will be accentuated more. I've I've experienced not just for me. I've watched them do it. Mm. I've heard that, I, I, and if they don't like you, they oh. are extremely critical of you. They are extremely uh, dogmatic in their um, explanation of what you've done or haven't done. They they are less uh, praising of the accentuating of the positive. I mean, that's been my experience, and so my goal has always been to have a friendly relationship with those that are supervising me uh, because you never because you want them to have to always be favorable in their assessment of you yeah so. especially because those evaluations though they're not going nowhere once they online they're not <laughs> they are written in stone uh anybody else agree disagree piggyback um, i just say no because i have experienced I feel like when you have a relationship with your administrator, be it personal or professional, they're harder on you. At least that's what I've experienced. Same. So it (laughs) seems like I would think you would be nicer about things, and it's not. like So your expectations, because we're cool or we know each other or whatever the case may be, your expectations are higher. And I'm, you know, I'm sitting there like, well, such and such did it, and it wasn't that big of a problem. And then I do it, and all hell breaks loose. I feel like they want to push you to greatness. They're on a personal vendetta to push you to greatness. I don't want to push. Like I don't want it. Let me. He's like, I see what's in you, so I'm gonna tell you this. It's like, bro, no, just I've definitely been there before. Sign off. Let's go. Yeah, I've been there. Like you don't know. I've been there before where I'm like, well, so and so did it. And they're like, well, you're not so-and-so. And I'm like, I sound like I'm five. But you let whatchamacallit do it? Like, no. But you're not whatchamacallit. Treat me the you're same. Mm-hmm. Treat me the same as everybody else. I, I definitely agree. Um, it seems as if, if you do have a personal relationship with an administrator or you've established a, a relationship of mutual respect um, that they expect more from you. And there's nothing wrong with having okay. high expectations. Right. Right? Because I have high expectations for my students. But... Um, I need you to deliver it the same, deliver it the same way. Like, don't, don't be cussing at me in the, the, the feedback <laughs> means like, ma'am, you cannot say that to me. Like, yes, you know, it's off the record. Go, it's right off, it's the, off record. the record. Like, I'm gonna go cry, but all right. <laughs> I, I respect it. I accept it. Sheesh. Uh, anybody else? We flying through these questions. I, this one might take us a minute. I like, um, I can go either way, but I prefer, like, I don't think it matters. I just want to have a true objective observation, you know, and I have been in situations where um, I had an administrator who favored me. So I didn't know if my and the ones that she didn't favor. It didn't matter how long you were teaching. Your eval was like a 2.0 or below. <laughs> And I had a teacher who I knew was doing her best, and she was the bomb.com. I gleaned some of my stuff from her, and she got a 1.7 on her evaluation. I got a 3.2, and she had been teaching for 19 years, you know? So I – and then it made – it invalidated my evaluation because it's like, am I getting this because you like what you see, or am I getting this because you want me to be part of this mean girls group that I – I don't want to mm. be a part of. Like how much of it did you earn? So, right. How much of it did I earn? So, I, of course, I left because that's what I do. I'm not about to. Because I don't want there to be a perception that, oh, she likes you. So that's why you got that. No, I want everything that I have. I want it to be earned. So, you are a perfect student. <laughs> I am, right? I'm like that. I am. I'm so like that. So that's why when I see people, when I see kids who aren't, I'm like, come on, man, this learning stuff is great. <laughs> They'd be like, what man, you mean? I don't even want to be here, dog. You know. So it's just, I just feel like it doesn't. I'm like learning right. stuff out of here. I am like that. I am such a nerd. No super more questions. Nerd. You know, super nerd. But really? yeah, I just feel like objectivity. I, I, I want to be objective. 
I want to. <laughs> objective. Soldier boy, objective. objective. Learn. <laughs> right. Learn. Oh, man. I mean, in a perfect world, everybody would be objective and unbiased, but mm-hmm. that's not the world we live in. And I think the delivery is important. Like if a, if an administrator has a positive relationship with you, but you're still doing trash or you're doing something they don't like, they'll say it a lot nicer yeah, they will. than if they don't receptive. have a positive relationship with you. You're, and I was right. like, oh, we did the same thing, but like she don't like her. So she was like, look, this needs to be da da da. But she's like, well, baby, let's try to work on our teacher voice and let's try to mm. do this and that. It, did, it does. You can use that to your advantage right, too. Let's right. flip it. Have you ever gotten feedback from an administrator you didn't like and which made you less receptive to oh man that's what you talking about bro like, i know i'm the okay <laughs> evaluate these right. always Absolutely. that's always the thought you hit the meeting with the stoic face on like mm-hmm. i will never forget mm-hmm. i had this is when i realized I that the administrators in my building were not reading my lesson plans um, I had an observation and we were doing, uh, we were reading, we were viewing a raisin in the sun. We watched uh, the two versions. We watched the three versions, the original with Sidney Poitier, the one with Danny Glover, and then the one with uh, Sean Combs in it. So right. we watched the three versions because I believe plays are meant to be viewed and not read. Uh, we watched the three versions. And the administrator came in and we were doing, I think, a, a discussion or something. And he was like, uh, did you, you know, have you considered reason, reading uh, A Raisin in the Sun, the poem by Langston Hughes? And I'm thinking, like, we did that the first week. Did you not read my lesson plans? And then, like, it made me just look at him like, we did that already. And I think the way I said it in my facial expressions, because I just didn't particularly care for him that much, it just came across like, uh-huh. <laughs> that wasn't really a curse word. You've been doing good though. You I did. I only well. had two this two. episode. So episode three, we're going to be one hundred percent profanity free. Okay. I hope. Uh, <laughs> What's the topic? But yeah, it depends on the topic. It I depends on the bill for myself. But I definitely <laughs> my own personal bill. But I definitely find myself if I don't like the administrator, if I don't respect them, then I'm not going to respect what you got to say. But, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, or if I know okay. the administrator hasn't been in the classroom mm-hmm. for a long period of time. For me, it's like I can't validate your evaluation but, of me because you've only seen me for 30 minutes out of the new year. haven't been in the room. Or out of the uh, year. Yeah, yeah. This, How this, long is a good enough time to be? What What do you think is an ideal time? Is an ideal time for somebody to observe you, effectively observe you, not just observe you, effectively observe me and my instructional practices. In a sense, they got to see the whole lesson <clears throat> because you got to get to that that exit ticket, that closing, to see if the students really understood the concepts, the content mm-hmm. that you just delivered to them. Other than that, like for me, you know, when I have my ELA lessons. They're seeing us do our read alouds and maybe start the activity, but they're not seeing the closing to see mm-hmm. if the student gets to that match. We're not even seeing not. the activity in itself and in progress. progress. And then they don't even follow up and say, okay, how'd the rest of that lesson go after I left? I think to your point, I think it, de- it depends on what the objective of the observation actually is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If the objective of the observation is specifically just to see uh, classroom management, they may walk in in the first 20 minutes, they can see whether you have classroom management. Mm-hmm. They don't have to see the whole lesson. Um, We're talking about for the overall evaluation, when they give us the overall evaluation. That big eval. Yeah. Okay, well. Because those, the are, entire, just, the those entire, are just task or objective right. oriented. Those are just one a big picture. I'm okay. 55, the whole period. Well, I'm sorry. I'll be thinking about me. 55, right. I might be on I mean, block. Are we 55? I think multiple, multiple, multiple. It's not just 55 minutes because. <laughs> what if a lesson take more than one period? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, that's a, yeah. I feel yeah. like a lesson, but like I teach English. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, elementary, so. Uh, yes. yeah. like, I think, it's I think be there should be a schedule put in place. I know it would take a lot of front loading. But there should be a schedule put Work. in place that says, okay, science, I'm going to come into this introductory letter, like the anticipatory set. Then I'm going to come in in the middle and see how she's tied that in. Then I'm going to come in at the end. So it's like three different times. It might be 
at different times of the month, or it might be if your lesson is a month, or if your lesson is two months, you come in the beginning, the middle, and the end, and then you can see how you can they together. grasp it. And You're then more, those are your evaluations. That they make evaluations and observations more intentional. Yeah. As opposed to just sporadic. Because in my personal experience, it's always just been, I need to get these done because it's something that I have to do. Man. And okay, it's I'm, not intentional. It's like panic One mode year, in April. You know what? One year, I didn't have my end of the year email. I didn't have mine either one my dean, she was pregnant. And she was supposed to make it out to the end of the year. And then she ended up being cut short. Look at God. That would have been a year I would have been okay with it, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's supposed to fall back on one of the other deans. And there was no follow through. So that year I did not have an end of the year eval. I had a baby. (laughs) Two weeks before school got out. I didn't get one eval. (laughs) (laughs) Any advice? If you were an administrator or a coach, some of us are do are in lead teacher roles, coaching roles. Any advice for administrators, coaches during evaluations? I'm gonna roll that over to James. He sound, he looks like a wealth <laughs> right. of wisdom over there. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like for them to do? Like, what would you like in your ideal scenario? What so, would you, this just crossed my mind. Like last week, <laughs> I, I was I sitting in the staff meeting. I'm like. It's about to sound so simple. Listen, 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 listen to people's complaints. Listen to, I don't like the fact that as teachers, people forget that we're professionals. Like mm-hmm. people forget that this is our practice, that we hone this practice, that we take this thing personal. Like, so if you see a shortcoming or whatever, like, listen. Because I, I'm sure every teacher has a rhyme or reason behind why they do things the way that they do, how they deliver, whatever. Like, I would just want administrators to listen and to remember that we're people, too. Don't talk at me. Talk to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I mean, from my pers- because I'm a math teacher, I guess I'm the only math teacher in the, in the room. Um, womp womp. <laughs> but, um, We're pretty well balanced. Be. We just don't have social studies. Don't be. Uh, but no, you do everything. I cover it all. But, but um, <laughs> I think that I would I would like administrators to find someone that um, has a background in mathematics, <laughs> or at least was somewhat proficient <clears throat> at it when they took it. Yeah. To observe <laughs> teachers that teach mathematics, because quite honestly, most of them, if not, I give a rough you know, percentage around 70 to 80 percent of administrators that um, observe math teachers have no clue of what um, the learning target either means, Mm -hmm. the strategies that are used or strategies that should be used. Some some vocabulary that I use in class such as or or in in conversations, rather, with administrators such as scaffolding the mathematics and go from uh, arithmetic through algebra. They're like, what? the heck are you talking about so or they can't even can identify under- it so if like, you can't understand the vocabulary how how can you evaluate what i am doing yeah i have an issue with that's that. just being fair yeah, i can't i can't fair. come into your classroom and coach you and, you don't know what you're and i don't about. know nothing about math nothing i can math. barely count like <laughs> <laughs> just, i can calculate percentages right. that's it right. i can't even do that i gotta calculate it for that time and money i 100 percent totally agree with that like there needs to be i would say at least balance um and the people coming in to do your formal eval like yeah. as far as cause i don't care about walkthroughs my formal though the one that's going online i need i need y'all to pull out all the stops on that one absolutely miss griffin no pass <laughs> Isn't that your last name? Huh? I thought it was Griffin. Griffin? No. <laughs> it's called a first name. <laughs> That's what it says online. No, it doesn't. Okay, I'm tripping. We're digressing. My bad. This is an off-air did you conversation. Up, did you look up my certificate or something? <laughs> <laughs> if you did, then it says that, but online, no. All right, we digress. <laughs> uh, no, that's not my last name. Uh, ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> Put some respect on my shit. Put some respect on That don't even count, though. Uh, <laughs> that don't count? Okay. Just coming back, you know, just... My time's up. No, no I'm no. saying that was... That was my time. That was great. It was a late bill. Charlie Bell. Right. Like you said, just... You know, admins that we're human, you know, take time to kind of build relationships with us as well. So when it comes time for that feedback, you know, you know how to deliver it to me. That's not going to, like, break me down or kind of tarnish what we have going on. Um, yeah. 
because the deans I've worked with previously know I've had that rapport built with them. So they knew how to deliver, you know, the areas where I needed to grow in versus other admins. They come off harsh. And I don't have time for that. That's, <laughs> vibes are contagious. Sandwich. So, you know, you tell yeah. me that and I'm going to be carrying that the rest of the day Yeah. versus, okay, you know, here's what went wrong, but here's how we can improve on it. I'm like, okay, I can still rock it out later, you know, and take those and, you know, apply them directly next Because lesson. in real life, like real talk, like the way somebody delivers something to you can like damage you. Yeah, it can like absolutely. destroy your mm-hmm. confidence. Like even like it, it makes you, and I know I'm very critical. Like, in my first few years of teaching, I had a very critical instructional specialist who almost made me contemplate, like, yo, why am, am, should I be teaching? Is this the job? Is this the career for me? That like, made you I, second guess. That mm-hmm. made me second guess everything I did and everything that I felt that I felt was right, right? Like, she wanted, like, just me to be a little carbon copy of her or the, the lead teacher in the building. And I almost didn't get to become who I was. Mm-hmm. I almost couldn't, wouldn't have become who I was because of her. Mm-hmm. And that that was toxic in itself. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's just like what you said. Like, just your delivery is everything. Because like, yo, you could have destroyed a whole educator just right. with how you say things. Spent too much money for that. And it's Lee. Got it. <laughs> look, I'm like, <laughs> boom. <laughs> look, I had, I'm like, look, I'm like, really? It, it They're talking about her last name. Yeah, we're talking about her last name. <laughs> <laughs> so I you. My bad. I knew her. I, I knew her in undergrad before she got married. I called her by her maiden name. My bad. <laughs> It's good. Sorry, Mr. Lee. Don't the, come for me. The kids Please. still was trying to adjust to. So um, I think for me, I, I think it, that it's important to maintain transparency. When you go into um, or when you get evaluated or you have administrators that evaluate you, sometimes they don't know like the back of their hands, all of the matrix that they're evaluating you <laughs> on. <laughs> so if you don't know what you're evaluating to. me on, how can you evaluate me? effectively or with efficacy or explain to me all the facets of what I'm missing especially if you don't even understand this 5 to 17 million point system especially when the tool you is know? changing every year every, every year. year no shade so the but. teachers have like a whole day PD on how to make your growth plan and all these different things I feel like it would be beneficial for you to research all of these different things and be like, okay, full transparency. I really want to focus on student engagement. I want to focus on this. I want to focus on that. But all of these facets should be included before you actually go in and, and sit down. I feel like some, t- some teachers, not me, but some teachers feel like it's an ambush. Like I already don't really know this evaluation matrix. I don't know what it is that you require me. You don't know what you require of me, but you know I ain't got it. <laughs> so is so it? where are we where are we really going with this? So I feel like um the administrator has to be somewhat of a wealth of knowledge in that respect, especially if this is something that's going on the web that's, on the that's, website that's with that you. people are right. looking up. Yeah. Going you online. Know? Like this is impacting my ability to get another it's job. Like when I see my my evaluation, like the the breakdown, I see GPA. I'm like, I need this. So I need to know how I'm going to get there. There's always one area on the E-value that I take a hit in every year, and I've just accepted <laughs> I'm going to take this hit every year, right? And it's, what is it, professionalism. I always take the oh, hit man. in professional professionalism or professional conduct because I've been prone to reacting and not responding, reacting to, you know, other coworkers, uh <laughs> Yeah, that's just pretty much it. Reacting to coworkers or administrators. <laughs> Period. Okay, that's pretty much um, it. I've, I've got what, you know, what we like to call Twitter fingers. You know, I'll send an email and I've gotten so much better at that. But I find myself. Part would, my last email. I would find, right. oh yeah, part, the, the Columbian clapback or the Cambridge clapback. What is the Columbian clapback? I'm efficient at that in the email. But I find myself just like, okay, well, I know I'm going to take this dip in professionalism. So let me overcompensate for student engagement is on point. Is off, the, off the chain. So I know like, oh, I'm minimally effective in that area, but highly effective over here. So, you know. It's good. Hey, it's good. It's <laughs> the average, B. It's an average. As long as that one little, that one little lady online is good I'm good um, but I think my my feedback or my suggestion to an administrator coach um, for me has it has always been stay to see the whole thing like just I need you to just stay to see everything because there if I'm taking the time and I'm developing this lesson plan because for me lesson plan is like art 
Like I'm putting things together and I'm thinking I'm, I'm having all these great ideas and I'm putting all these pieces of this puzzle together and you only coming and, and taking a little bite out of this meal I prepared. I feel insulted. They just send the appetizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you didn't even stay for the whole meal. Like, and you're going to say, you're going to judge my, my, my abilities as a cook and you ain't even eat the whole thing. Like, you know, that's a whole, I guess it's an analogy or a metaphor or whatever, you know, English teachers just can't be normal. But I think that would just be my biggest, um, my biggest wish. But uh, anybody else? Any other topics, things? Because I am all out of questions and we've got 10 minutes. Topics, things that we want to talk about. I can also do an episode preview for our upcoming episodes. Um, I lied. I don't have them pulled up in front of me. Oh, yeah, I do. These questions. So we've just finished episode two. Evaluate these. Episode three is called The D Word. Um, we're going to talk about data. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, the next one is called Kids Say the Dumbest Shit. Uh, huh. That one's going to be filled with ding. Ding, 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 yep, ding. You got another ding. Another <laughs> one, the episode five, correction. Parents say the dumbest shit. Give me another ding. Dapple it far, far from that tree. Episode, <laughs> right. Episode Y'all six, teacher problems. <laughs> I, <got laughs> I got a whole hashtag. I pull up stuff on those. Right. Too. Episode six, teacher problems. We're just going to be talking about just teacher problems in general. Episode seven, who standards. Talking about the common core standards and just maybe just difficulties that might arise. Episode eight, which I might push up, urban schools and just the whole issue and that whole urban labeling episode nine equity and education and then we've got episode 10 public schools versus charter schools Hmm. um and that's pretty much all i've got so i'd like to thank you guys for joining us today for teacher talk uh thank you for coming in stopping by listening and that's all folks